Hey, Cassidy, welcome home. I'm so excited that you are joining us for Online Church. Uh, we are excited about being able to continue being a part of this online community uh, and, and continuing to, to bring the word and music and service to, uh, to us so that we can continue being in worship together because uh, it's important for us. If you're new here, my name is Stephen Mitchell and I am the lead pastor and I'm excited to, to have you join us. I'm, I, you are welcome here. I am glad that you are with us. Uh, I hope that in us, you will find that we are just a group of folks that realize that we're not perfect. I may be the worst among us, uh, but we know the one who is, and that's Jesus Christ. And so we want to invite you to partner with us, to, to walk with us as we grow in that relationship, as we grow in our understanding of who God is and what God is calling us to, as we grow in the, the love that God has for us so that we can share that love with the world. Because that's what we're really all about, is how to receive God's love and share God's love appropriately. And so uh, my hope is that you'll join us for that. Uh, we've been on this sermon series for the past four weeks. This is the final sermon in the series. And so if you haven't caught us, uh, I'd love to invite you to go online and check out the previous three weeks. Uh, but our, our sermon series is called Disorientation. And the reason that we're calling it Disorientation is because the world is pretty disoriented right now. Uh, I don't need to give you list after list of all the things. I have seen a petition to go ahead and end 2020 early so that we can get into 2021 and put all this behind us. Uh, my hope is that, uh, that, that things will continue to smooth out instead of getting more and more bumpy. Uh, because right now, the honest truth is, we don't know what tomorrow brings. I mean, we don't on a regular basis, but it feels with, with all the things that are going on, it feels even more out of control. And so we started this sermon series four weeks ago, like I said, and the idea was to answer this question. What can we do to anchor our faith during times of disorientation? What can we do to anchor our faith when things are out of control? What can we do to hold firmly to God when we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. That's the whole idea of this series, and, and hopefully uh, you have joined us for this, but I'm going to give a quick recap of what we did. First, we said it's important for us to, to take a moment and spend some time with God, and, and we're doing this all through spiritual disciplines. Uh, which may not sound too, too sexy or too cool, but the idea behind the spiritual disciplines is just that, how we can anchor ourselves to God even when the world is going haywire, even when our lives are out of control and don't feel like we're going in the direction that we want them to. And so uh, we started by saying we need to take a moment in silence. We need to take a moment in meditation and we need to take a moment in prayer. And it may sound cliche to say start with with prayer, but that's really where we have to start if we want to get connected to who God is and what God is doing in and through us. And, and then the second week, we talked about Sabbath, that we need God to help us to reorient ourselves on a time basis as well, that we need to orient our lives toward Him and, and take some time to, to stop and celebrate and listen and focus on who God is and what God call, calls us to do. And then last week, we talked about probably the most difficult of this, and that is the, the spiritual discipline of submission. And that's basically just giving over our, our, our need to be in control. 
our desire to be in control because we don't ever really have control anyway. We just have a perception of control, but we know the one who does, and that's God. And so uh, our hope uh, in, in the, the past three weeks has been, how do we really learn to trust in God and learn to focus on God and learn to draw close to Him? And we're going we're gonna to look at that today from the, a spiritual discipline which you may not have even known was a spiritual discipline. Maybe you're going to sit out there and you're going to be like, check, I got this one in spades, because it's the discipline of worship. And if you just check that box, I want you to stay tuned in because I don't think it's going to be as easy as checking a box. Uh, but uh, the whole idea behind worship is maybe not what you have in mind. Worship in, in a lot of people's minds is just simply coming together, uh, whether it's in the, the, a church building or whether it's online church, whatever it is, where you come together in a, a community and that's, that's your act of worship. And, and if that's your expectation, of worship, I want to blow your mind today. I want to enlarge and expand your understanding of worship because worship is not just something that happens once. Worship should be our response. First, we're going to start with understanding that worship is very important to God. Not because he's sitting up there going, uh, you're not giving me enough worship. I need you to give me more. Uh, but because worship is, is a natural response to what God is doing. Uh, but it's so important to God that that's the first commandment. The first commandment says, love the Lord your God with all your strength and all your heart. And if that's where God puts it, we need to understand that worship is our divine priority. It is where we need to start when we're trying to get connected to God. And we start in worship, and, and what that looks like may be a little different from what you are expecting. Uh, when, when we talk about worship, we need to understand that worship, uh, you'll notice in that first commandment, it didn't say worship the Lord your God. It said love the Lord your, your God. And, and the reason that I've, I think that God started with that is, is this, that when we look at worship as our response to the love that we first received from the heart of the Father, it changes our worship from a time and a gathering and a location to love. And if, if we transform our worship internally from something to uh, something like a location or a place to uh, a desired response to what God has given to us and what God continues to do for us, everything can be transformed. Because if worship, if worship truly is a response. If worship truly is the way that we respond to the love that we receive from God, then we can recognize that worship has been going on for a long time. Worship didn't start with the Christian movement. Worship didn't start even with the Jewish faith. Worship was all the way back at the beginning. In the Garden of Eden, worship was a response to God's great gift of creation. And in the desert, worship was the response to God liberating them from slavery. And, and, and for those who follow Christ, worship is a response to the incredible gift of grace that we receive from the outpouring of love from Jesus Christ. Now, that's, that's a lot of words on there, but the idea is this. God first loved us, and so we respond in love. If, if worship then is a response in love, 
that changes what we're looking for. That changes what worship looks like. And, and instead of, of us trying to force ourselves into worship with religious exercises, what we need to do is understand that worship is freeform. Worship is different for somebody who has encountered God in a real and tangible way. Worship is different when you come to life in Jesus Christ than it is when you are just going to a place and just going through the exercise of religion. And, and, and so if you're in that place, I want to encourage you. Um, you don't have to stay there. That God invites you to come along and, and God wants you to come alive in him. God wants you to, to see what he's offering. God wants you to have a relationship that is beyond any relationship that you could imagine. A relationship where you can turn to God for everything and where you can lean on God and where God will lift you up even in the darkest moments. And if, if, if that sounds appealing to you, I hope that you will, will join us, that you will Try to walk alongside us so that we together can be encouraged by your presence and, and you by ours and, and we can grow in this relationship. Because the truth is, we need one another to be a part of worship. Uh, there's this great story in the Old Testament. Uh, it's it's the, the, the prophet Ezekiel is called by God in a vision into this valley of dry bones. And, and it's human bones, and they're, they're scattered all over the valley, and there are so many of them. And Ezekiel is kind of, I, I would imagine, a little freaked out. First, he's been taken into a vision, and second, now he's in, a, in with God in the middle of a valley of dry bones. But, but God doesn't leave him there. God, God says, hey, I want you to prophesy to these bones. And the bones, he prophesied to the bones and, and they knit themselves back together and then muscle and flesh and hair knit on top of them, but, but they were missing the breath of life. And then, then it says this, then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them and they came to life and stood up on their feet. This comes from Ezekiel 37 verses 9 and 10. And, and the idea then is, is they have been raised back to life. And the, the reason that I wanted to start there is so that we recognize just how important it is for us to encounter God because we only can worship when we encounter God. We only truly worship when we come alive in Christ. That's the core of our worship and the core of our being as a follower of Christ is, is recognition that God has done something so radical for us, something so different that now we have come alive in a way that we had never come alive before, in a way that is brand new. We have been made new into the image of Christ himself and, and that newness causes us to respond in love and, and that, that love is what drives us in our relationship. And, and going back to Ezekiel, once, once the breath had come into the, the people, he was able to see just how, how they had come back to life. And I know that this is a story that has to do with the Old Testament. And Ezekiel is very contextual. Ezekiel is talking about the, the fact that 
the Jews had been carted off into exile. And so Ezekiel is talking directly to them saying, hey, God gave me this vision. This vision is for you that God is going to bring us back home and we're going to come to life again as a people. But I want you to be encouraged by this. God is also calling us to hear this story because this is the exact same thing that God is wanting for our lives. Because Ezekiel continues, it says, then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Worship is our response to God's love and God's grace. Worship is how we respond to being given life. When we wake and rise from from the crypt that we were in that was our old lives and, and we turn over that new leaf and we start living for Jesus and everything changes, then, then we can worship. And maybe at that point, when we start to recognize that there are some pieces necessary, we need to encounter God and God's spirit needs to rub off on our spirit so that we can respond, then we can understand what Jesus said when he said this, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers that the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. This is why coming to a building and doing religious exercises are not the answer for worship. That's not what worship is. Worship isn't a place or a location. Worship is a people responding to the radical love of God through Jesus Christ. And and worship allows us to respond in so many ways because worship is our response of love. So God's calling to you may be different. What, what, what does that look like in your life? The real question that we have is, how, how do we come alive? What does that look like? How can we come alive in Jesus Christ? Does that change everything for us? What does it look like when, when we say, you know what, that sounds appealing. I would love to have that sense of presence of God. I would love to have that type of relationship. I would love to feel loved by God. Well, I think the first thing we need to do is change the priority of worship. We need to realize that God put it first, and we need to put that first. And if we take that initial step, what that's going to teach us is that far too frequently, we find a good reason to have, have worship not be our priority. And right here, I'm not talking about the service only of worship, but I'm talking about growing in relationship with others who are like-minded about God growing in relationship to others who want to know God better and and want to grow in that relationship, growing in that relationship because God has called you into a new family, a new community. And so that's the first one. The second one is we need to realize the gift that we have received from God. And, And I don't know about you, but my guess is that if your mind is not blown by what God has done for you, that, that I would love to have a, a, you know, we can talk over Zoom, we can talk over the phone. I would love to have a conversation with you because I, I, I just want to recap. You were lost to your sin and God sent Jesus into the world 
to live a perfect life and then be given over to the world so that he could be crucified, dead, and buried on your behalf, so that he could take on himself the brokenness of this world so that he could do something that only he could do. And then he invites us into the, the life that Jesus has. And because he was raised on the third day, he offers us that life. And when we receive that life, we are made new, brand new. All of the old things that we had done, all of the brokenness of our lives is, are gone. Jesus wipes them away. It says in scripture, as far as the east is from the west, we are made new in Christ. We have been born again. And when we are born again, when we realize that, and that makes us clean in the eyes of God, that we can have a relationship now, when we realize the depth of love that God has for us, then we can start to come alive in worship. And then I want us to do something that maybe is uncomfortable for you. Maybe when you think about worship, this isn't one of your priorities, but I want you to expect that in worship, you will encounter God. I, I, I wonder how many of us wake up in the morning and expect to encounter God. My guess is uh, it's going to be a lot fewer than I would hope uh, or that you would hope, is that we, we wake up and the, the reality of the world is more pressing than the reality of God. And, and so in, in that situation, it's hard to be able to worship. It's hard to be able to see what God has done because the whirlwind of, of everything going on in the world is, is taking place around you. And, and sometimes you're just caught up in it like Dorothy on her way to Oz. And so my hope is that you will hear these words and, and, and that you will take seriously this, this idea of worship, that worship can be a discipline, that you can practice knowing that it needs to be a priority, that you can practice knowing what God has done for you, that you can practice knowing that this gift of God is something that happens each and every day, and that God is present for you, and that you would wake from the long slumber that maybe you have been experiencing. Now, some of you are sitting out there and you're like, you know what, I'm in worship every single day. And, and for you, God bless you. I, I, I hope that you will let us know that so that we can have you partner with other folks that are, that are struggling with, with learning how to walk in, in a Christian life. But for those of you that are on the fence about this or those of you that don't have this relationship, I want to invite you to take that step to come alive in Jesus Christ so that when you respond out of love for that very first time, it is an act of worship the angels recognize and celebrate. That's what God is all about. He's in the business of, of reconnecting broken relationships, ours and God's, and, and calls us into that. And he wants us to wake up like the dry bones in the valley of Ezekiel. He wants us to come alive in him. And, and in that life, we find uh, love and grace. And, and our response to that is love. And that is demonstrated through worship through a lifestyle that is radically different than what the world believes it should be, through a giving of yourself, your time, your gifts, your talents, of everything you are to the Father, so that when you offer God who you are, this is your spiritual act of worship, that you offer Him everything. And that's because you can respond in love in that way. 
Friends, uh, there's, when, when I went through seminary, uh, there, was, there, there are a few things in my seminary career that really jumped out at me. And one was a sermon by John Wesley. And it was based off of Ephesians 5.14. But the idea was this, the, the title of the sermon. Uh, and it's, it's a good 1600s language. The idea of the sermon was, Awake, O thou that sleepest. And, and his, his argument is that when you're asleep to the reality of God, when you're far from God, you don't see just how much God is doing in your life. And the, the, when you wake up to that, you start to see how God had been moving in your past, trying to get you into your present, how God had been moving before you even knew who he was. God was moving in and around and through those that interacted with you. And before all of that, God was, was calling you back into relationship. And, and you start to be able to see this, whereas before it was like you had some kind of spiritual blinders where you couldn't see God's movement, not because you weren't open to it, but because you were oblivious to it. Uh, and, and maybe it was both. Maybe you were oblivious and you weren't open to it. But it's this idea of coming awake and recognizing all that God has done, because it's then in that place that you can turn and you can respond in love, in worship to what the God, the God of all creation has already done on your behalf, to what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane and on Golgotha when he was crucified, dead and buried, and, and on that third day when he rose from the dead and how he invites us into his life, not to not to experience mundane life, not to just barely make it, but instead to have confidence in who God is and what God has called us into. And this is what worship is all about. It's about this response. And so I want to encourage you. Uh, I, I want to, you to check this out. This is what Ephesians 5.14 says, wake up, sleeper, raise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. My prayer is that you would wake up, that we would wake up to awake from our slumber and to recognize all that God has done for us and that God is not done yet and that God is calling us to more. Let's pray. Gracious and almighty God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift you give us in Jesus Christ. Help us, Father, to respond to you in worship, in love. Let us give you everything we are, our very hearts and minds and, and bodies, let them be for you. Our, our finances, our, our talents, the gifts that we have been given by you, let them be for you. Everything we have, let it be yours. Let us be made into your image so that we can look more like Jesus because we are responding in love to you and in responding in love to the world. And let that be our spiritual act of worship where we act in that response and we love those that we encounter and we, we hold nothing back. Father, I just pray that you would be with us. And if there is someone that's out there that is hearing this and that is, uh, that is on that fence, God, be with them. Let your Holy Spirit be upon them and near them. Help them 
to understand the gift that you offer. Help them to take that step across the line of faith and to grow into a relationship that is so filled with love that they are overwhelmed by your presence and respond in a beautiful act of worship. God, I just pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. And we all agreed and said, amen.